Guys, welcome to the first round of the 2020 Sprockies. Mm. 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 Michael, welcome. Hello. Hi, Tucker. Thanks for having me. Of course. Who are you wearing? I made this joke last year. Let's skip that joke. Carly, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. How about you? I'm so awesome because I've watched so many movies last year and I can't wait to talk about them with you guys. What a year. What a year. Oh. Thanks. Let's see. Um, let's go over some rules real quick. This is our award show. There's going to be mm-hmm. one winner per category. There's not going to be runners up. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is this was not what was pitched to my agent. Um, mm. They're all runners up, Michael, except the winner. <laughs> if that's more <laughs> acceptable <laughs> to you. Um, we'll fix it in post. Carly, explain our nightmare system for what movies are eligible for these awards. Go! Um, can we three as civilians see it as a new movie in the year 2020? So, for okay. example, some movies came out in festivals in 2019, so critics and other people in the industry were able to see them, but we didn't get to see them. We just got to see them in 2020. Right. And then there are also movies that were supposed to come out in 2020 that we were anticipating that because of COVID-19 mm-hmm. are now maybe 2021 movies. Minions, the Those rise are of also group. not there. Right. Yeah. Uh, Michael, please explain the uh, movie studios passing money to us under the table policy of these awards. <laughs> uh, movie studios do not pass us physical checks and or physical <laughs> cash beneath the table. Once or twice a year, we may be comfortable sitting down to a free meal at a restaurant of our choice, not theirs. Right. It's always I'm wearing Culver's. my HBO Max shirt. Carly! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, with that on the table, let's jump in. Uh can we can we put a little disclaimer there and say that none of that what I just said was true? It's actually uh, a restaurant of their discretion. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. They okay. surprise us. Oh, I hope it's. Uh... <laughs> We're going to start with Mr. Bruce presents <laughs> best animal. Carly, who is Mr. Bruce? Mr. Bruce was the dog of JLo and Hustlers. Is that right? That's correct. I think (laughs) (laughs) it's your category name. You tell me. It's a really cute dog. And it didn't even win the best animal last year. The seagulls in, um, (laughs) you know. Oh, did they? The White House one. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I think. I'm just kidding. You guys are fun. Um, Mr. Bruce (laughs) presents Best Animal. I'll go down the list of nominees. The Alpacas from Color Out of Space. Bruce (gasps) from Birds of Prey. The Cow from First Cow. The Dinosaurs from Palm Springs. There's going to be spoilers in this show, by the way. Um, Not exclusively and maybe not especially today, but just know that we're going to talk about movies in as much detail as we care to as we go through this. So, hey, there's dinosaurs in Palm Springs, <laughs> it turns out. Um, the dog from I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Jack yeah. from What Did Jack Do? The Never Rarely Sometimes Always Chicken. Which, by the way, Car, when I saw this on the nominee list before I saw the movie, it did not turn out like I expected. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't remember there being a chicken and Never Rarely Sometimes Always. <laughs> We'll talk about it. It's not so significant. It's pretty significant. Um, (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog from Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, The pup from Sound of Metal, who I believe is called Louie. 
No, Louis is the name of the. They're I, both named Lou. I don't remember them naming the Pupperino in Sound of Metal. Mm, pretty sure it was Louis. It's a cute, it's a cute puppy. Michael, we're not discussing them yet. We're listing them. <laughs> the right, dragon right. from Onward, which I'm going to count as an animal, even though it's not technically an animal. Um, Wigasis. Which dragon? Well, it's not, it's not even a dragon, really, right? It's like a it's a. Construct. Are we talking the ones that's like their little house pet dragon or the one that's no, like the, the... The climax. The, oh. Yeah. Huh. The okay. high school dragon. Right. Yes. Okay. Wigasis from Crudes 2, A New Age. <laughs> Willow from Horse Girl. Wait one second. What is Wigasis? Uh, we'll get there. Uh, the Wolf Spiders from Coods 2, A New Age. And Zeus from The Invisible Man. Are there any late breaking candidates we should have on this list? Does anyone from Doolittle make the list? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair. That's a good answer, Car. So no. Okay. <laughs> We're good to go. Um, oh, I don't know. You didn't like the. Uh... Yeah, mm. I don't want to talk about Doolittle. Okay. The John Cena polar bear. I loved him. Dude. Oh, yeah. John Cena polar bear. Yeah. Yeah. Frick. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Is huh. there something we can cut from this list that we're not feeling? I mean, I just have a really clear front runner personally, but okay. I don't know if we want to. Should we each give there? our top three, maybe? Car, what, what what are you rocking on this list of Mr. Bruce Presents Best Animal? Okay, I would say perhaps Cow from First Cow. Okay. I'm thinking of Ending Things Dog. Okay. And then Sound of Metal Pup for the cute factor. Okay. If we're not going to talk about the Never Rarely, Sometimes Always chicken, it was the chicken that was inside like the game she played at that arcade where it was like yeah. playing a Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking. I know what chicken we're talking about now. Okay. I think I would go. I'm thinking of ending things, dog. Wigasis. <laughs> and I like the dinosaurs from Palm Springs a lot. Mm. I'm going to go with those three. Can you explain what Wigasis is now? Yeah. Um, there's the grandma crude. Crudes are okay. like this family of cavemen. And grandma. <laughs> Used to be a thunder gal or something. She used to be like this like lightning warrior. And her hair is a wig. And it's actually like this flying squirrel dog thing. And it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And it's also really dopey looking in a really cute way. And I was way into Wigasis. And it's always like flying around with its tongue hanging out. It's like the ugliest dog you've ever seen is also a wig, but also very cute. Hmm. I think it's a strong candidate. Maybe not the winner. But I just want to give some love to Wigasis from Crudes 2. Okay. So those are my three. Michael, what are you feeling? Uh, I personally am feeling probably the cow from First Cow. Okay. And the dog from I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Okay. And I don't necessarily have a number three other than just to throw out the amorphous alpaca blob from Color Out of Space. Can you you explain that as someone who hasn't seen... Every Nick Cage movie yet? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Color Out of Space is the uh, adaptation of a Lovecraftian, um, a Lovecraftian story. And uh, in it, Nick Cage has become a new age alpaca farmer as they move into like this, this 
Western Massachusetts farmstead and he's there drinking like alpaca milk straight from the udder and stuff like that. But anyway, because it's Lovecraftian, a bunch of cosmic horror nonsense happens and the alpacas are all fused together into a a goofy looking CGI monster. (laughs) That sounds all right. That that Nick Cage (laughs) has to put down. Okay. I'm kind of into that. It's weird in a way that I appreciate. Um, Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay. Well, we all said that I'm thinking of ending things, Doc. Yeah, to me, that's the clear winner here. It's like the that's one of the really fun parts of the fact that that movie can mess with you. Yeah. And like, I don't know, the iconic part. Like, that's like a meme in a fun way. Shoot. I think so. (laughs) Not like maybe to anyone else, but I feel like it's a meme. Okay. Uh, I saw the video loop a bunch of times. I sure. Yeah, great. And a good dog. Even if it wasn't a weird dog, it's a good dog. Who's a good dog? Who's a good dog? Yeah, I'm thinking of ending things, dog. Is that our winner? I, I guess since we forward. kind of agree on it, I don't know. I kind of like the first cow cow more, but yeah, first cow cow is so cute. It's very uh, cute. It has a role in the plot by just doing cow stuff. Hmm. Let's say I'm not sold on this first cow cow idea necessarily. What's the beef with the first cow? <laughs> <laughs> ground beef <laughs> I mean it's a cow it's it's fine I'll take a it's dog cute. over a cow any day and it's a crazy dog who goes <laughs> forever so <laughs> that's like a big selling point yeah that's fair I can accept that I don't know I kind of like I guess I do like how the the dog from I'm thinking of ending things sort of also fits into the that weird story because it seems like one of those moments where things start kind of falling apart because there's a dog that's just infinitely shaking itself dry. <laughs> I love that idea so much. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I'm okay with it. Okay. Okay. Very cool. I'm thinking of ending things. Dog is Mr. Bruce presents the best animal of film. In 2020. Should be noted, uh, this also includes any TV series that were on Letterboxd, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just so that's out in the open. Um, is there a category you guys would like to do? Hmm. <laughs> I think we should maybe save, if we're going to focus on the more serious stuff, I would like to rank the most to least prestige horror the next time okay okay in with that crowd that's my only request okay i have questions because there are things on there i've never heard of <laughs> carly's <laughs> gotta put her 14 that one guy who made the cop movie videos on a stupid list carly what are you talking <laughs> about hmm. we'll get there i genuinely have no idea what you're talking okay. about Okay. Should we have the streaming service conversation? We can. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Okay. <clears throat> this is our category, least bad streaming service of 2020. And I know we're missing some nominees on this list, but uh, the list we have here is Amazon Prime, mm. Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Yeah. I think Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus? I think so. Criterion Channel, Disney Plus. Hmm. Fandango Now, Fandor, 
HBO, Go Now Max HD Plus, Hulu, Showtime. I think there might be a Showtime service. It's what I watched first cow on, I think. Oh. Okay, so but that's because I had it through my cable provider. Oh my god. So it functioned like Help. normal Showtime. <laughs> Netflix. Hmm. Peacock. <laughs> Quibby, Quibby, poor Quibby, Quibby, and Shutter. Those are Mm. final on here. Um, Any big ones we're missing? Not that I can think of. Whatever it's called. What'd you say? What are what is Sean Baker watching obscure eighties slasher flicks on right (laughs) now? Good question. Hmm. Um, Blu-ray, probably that son of a gun. Didn't someone? What is Roku? Is Roku a streaming service? Oh my god. Do we have to think about Roku? I don't like Roku. I hate Roku. So I think there is a Roku channel. Okay, I'm adding it. I don't know what's on it, but I also think there might be 10,000 possible streaming services. Right. Right. I didn't Um, have Crunchyroll on here. Got to put Crunchyroll on here. Got to get four kids entertainment. (laughs) Oh, a man of culture, I see. Probably like Lego movies channel or something <laughs> i mean seriously like it gets so specific at a certain point is yeah. it like sling one of them or something sling, like of course i think that's like a one. sure I don't know. yeah the cw channel <laughs> okay mm. now okay. we've built out our list now we can decide yeah uh there's one streaming service on here i like so <laughs> <laughs> there's one on here i actually love okay it's Fandor, isn't it? Tell me about no, Fandor. There's one oh. I like. There's two I like and one I genuinely love. Okay. So. Okay. Just gonna Should we do our threesies? Okay. Sure. Kai, right, what are you rocking? I'll go Criterion, okay. HBO, and Hulu. Okay. Very good. Michael? Uh, I would go Hulu. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with Shudder. Okay. And I have genuinely never regretted my subscription with Criterion. Okay. I, I genuinely love that there's so much they kind of pack into into not only like the movies, but with the interviews and features <clears throat> they have going alongside with that. It's like that that kind of it engages with movies in a way I really, really genuinely love. So Okay. It's my main <laughs> I main criterion. <laughs> um I would say HBO is the one I find acceptable as a human <laughs> being okay. on, on this list. Um, I think Netflix is killing it with the exclusive movies coming to Netflix, you know? Yeah. Um, so that would be maybe my second choice. Um, I find the Criterion app very difficult to use. And that's maybe neither here nor there, but it's also part of the conversation about what is the least bad streaming service um but i agree there's like a wealth of film content on there that might be unparalleled on this list going Mm -hmm. through it um um i yeah i guess i mean hulu is fine for me this the big three are netflix hbo and hulu right 
Yeah, I think in terms of yeah. like what people are commonly using a lot, right? Yeah. 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 Those are the. Yeah. I think Netflix is the best like experience most of the time. Although I find that a lot of Netflix movies, and it might have something to do with my setup, I don't know, but every set interval, the screen will like refresh Oof. in a really bad way. And I think it might always be happening, and I just only notice it sometimes. But it'll oh, like that sucks. where it'll like and then the the quality will kind of like dip and mm-hmm. then it'll get it back up and it'll and it drives me crazy because <laughs> I watched it happen all through Horse Girl and I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's my stinks. skin is crawling. Yeah. Um, but I think HBO HBO Max has <laughs> um, a lot of content. I think the quality is very good and I think it's very easy to use. Uh, that's my horse on this race. Yeah, I think HBO has like the overall best content library to me. If you're not talking about maybe like more specific like Criterion Channel stuff. Yeah. But Hulu, I just feel like has a soft spot for me because it feels like they've nailed my exact taste in a lot of ways. Like when I am just in the mood where like I want to watch a movie that me Carly would like I feel like Hulu is where I can go and just like find something like they have all of the coming of ages that I like quirky coming of ages (laughs) that I like great TV shows etc etc which is weird because then it's like that's the other branch of Disney and I don't have Disney plus and I don't want Disney plus but you're not missing much yeah yeah okay But Hulu is like Disney feeding me, I guess, like the adult content or whatever. That's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Michael, where are you spending your time? Um, when I'm not in this like mad dash to watch every yeah. 2020 movie I can possibly <laughs> squeeze into ahead of this podcast uh, criterion. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's just, that caters more towards my like my taste in film technically. Yeah. McJanus yeah. films. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, no, oh, but like that yeah. that kind of like that breadth of film, the way it kind of engages it as like here are directors to follow and you can kind of trace their lineage or like um here are some themes you can go off of and here's some like historical background with it. I I really like the library of movies for someone who's like into you know watching things like French New Wave or Yakuza films or 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 samurai movies and stuff like that. I Criterion has all of that and then some. And then on top of that they'll have things like uh commentary tracks that are good to get into, interviews with the filmmakers or the or the uh the actors and stuff. There was a lot of there was a really strange but fun one with that I can think of with uh David Lynch during Eraserhead. Oh, that was that was really fun to follow along with where he's talking about this cat dead cat they had in a puddle that they never used, but it's still in the puddle like 20 years later. Um, so stuff like that, that's it's it's it it kind stuff of engages like with film in that really hyper specific way that I more generally love engaging with. And yeah. on top of that, it has a lot of my favorite films on it, too. And I feel like I get the most out of that having kind of also experienced hulu hbo netflix and all the other big players i I still think criterion's one where if if there's if i had to axe all of my subscriptions that's the one i'm fighting to keep i guess sure sure 
So. I mean, it's the only one that's like actually curated, right? Where yeah. like they don't just want absolutely any garbage piece of thing like Netflix does. It's like yeah. they consider what they acquire and what they put on and they organize it. And it's also maybe the only one that utilizes a sense of community, like by having filmmakers contribute mm-hmm. their lists of films that they want to expose. You're like getting insight in a number of different ways like yeah yeah, they put thought into it in a way that no one else does guys so that's my horse in the race i guess is what i'm trying to say (laughs) i'm gonna blow this wide open though peacock (laughs) 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 might i remind you that there's at least one on here that has had a second life thanks to roku Uh and that would be kyobi or kwobi or whatever kwaba I think it's Kuboa? just Quibi, Quick Bites. Quibi. It's pronounced Is it quinoa, really Quick Bites? That's, yeah. that's quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like quinoa. That's my favorite streaming service. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of Quai Bai. A lot. Because <laughs> a lot of what I watch is honestly just dumb YouTube videos. So if you're like, yeah. we're going to do that, but it's like Steven Soderbergh. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But then I just hmm. never interfaced with it because it seemed destined to fail immediately. And yep. then it did. And so. here we are. I also don't want to watch things on my phone. And I feel like this no. is made to watch on your phone. Right. It's like bite size. It's like I'm I'm on the bus and I'm I'm getting off to the next stop, but I can smush in a Steven Soderbergh <laughs> experiment. What if TikTok but professional? Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Hmm. Well, it sounds like this is between maybe Criterion and HBO. Is am I reading the room the right way there? Yeah, I guess. I yeah, I guess. Um, I feel like, and this might be Criterion's marketing department working as intended. But I feel like when I sit down with Criterion Channel and I watch a movie, I'm getting, I'm watching it as close to how the artist intended as possible with the knowledge that I'm watching it via a streaming service. Like it's, yeah. I feel like they, they understand aspect ratios and they understand bit rates and they're serving you a movie as a good experience or they're trying to. And I respect yeah, I think that. They're trying, I think they're doing as the best you can with the medium. Yeah. And yeah. That's good. Uh, and a lot of that might be their advertising department <laughs> yeah. working We're overtime snooty. here. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess that impression as well. So um, I'm totally fine with Criterion, even though I didn't use it that much. But I, I respect the hustle that Criterion is bringing to this landscape. Thoughts? I think so. I think this is Criterion Channel, especially if you're talking 2020, is a really good one. Like, I feel okay. like a lot of people discovered both Criterion Channel and lots of new people during 2020 through Criterion Channel uh, just because people had time to like watch old movies in addition to everything else coming out. Yeah. You could also maybe make the argument that if you're not into, you know, black and white art movies, maybe this <laughs> is not the channel for you. If you want yeah. to watch the new Wonder Woman, you probably are not going to enjoy Criterion Channel. You got cartoons for serious film fans? No, but I mean, like, I think that is the case. There's like a, there's two, I think two different markets they're catering to there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or we're, we're talking two different markets. So that's fine. Like, 
That's why there's 20 different streaming services, because no matter what terrible taste you have, there's something that will cater to you for eight to twelve dollars a month or 18 or whatever Netflix. costs. <laughs> I do think there is a, a really good argument for HBO in everything we just said, because they also have a really good library of older and more artsy films that they launched. Um, and like a lot of things that were previously available on Criterion, I think may still be available on Criterion. Um, in addition to like all of the other good stuff that we all mm. love. Truth. Like That's Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Exactly. An anime. That's what... An yeah. anime. Cool. I mean, the studio, is Ghibli the right way to say it? Uh, it depends if you're talking about the Italian uh, Fighter Squadron or the uh, Japanese animation studio. The second one. Ghibli. <laughs> It's Ghibli. It's, in that case, it's Ghibli. <laughs> it is Ghibli? It is Ghibli, I've yeah. looked this up so many times. Okay. Anyways, like that was a pretty big deal for them to launch it on a streaming service like that. Um, I think so, too. Yeah. That's notable. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it the is. anime. <laughs> um, <laughs> Criterion, is that our winner? Are we crowning? Hmm. Criterion? Yeah. Too? Okay. I I feel personally that that is far and away the strongest, but I'm also uh, uh, slides glasses up nose. Mm. Oh, you watch that film kind of person. So mm. enter you code. Didn't watch Sprackies. Guillermo del Toro's first short film where the kids bad at math. I'm not going to do whatever you said, Michael. You can't make me <laughs> back off, man. I'm just it's here like to watch 15 movies. minutes, and it's fine. It's not great. It's fine. <laughs> mm. Strong recommendation. <laughs> and let's move on. Where are we headed, you guys? Mm. The world is our oyster. We're knocking through these. We're having fun. Best clothes? Hmm? That's what I was thinking. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then maybe mm. a serious one. One serious one after that. Ooh. I think that Ooh. Best clothing. We're close. Birds of prey. Buffaloed. First cow. Greyhound. I may destroy you. I'm thinking of ending things. Mank. Normal people. Possessor. Queen's Gambit. Swallow. Tenant. Mm -hmm. Can I point out a flaw with this list? Yes. I feel like half the movies are dudes in suits. Yes. But okay. in at least one of these movies, those are some sharp suits. Uh, hey man just gonna throw it out there <laughs> i have my beef with christopher nolan as a director oh okay but, uh, that's what we're talking about okay <laughs> but uh but but his his casts are always impeccably dressed mm. also if you're referring to mank the only thing i'm thinking of is amanda seafried in that shiny gown of course mm. and perfect the, beautiful the uh marching band outfit is good also. Mm. yeah yeah we've got so mm. so um <laughs> We can strike Greyhound from this list. I just like dudes in old Navy outfits, like cold <laughs> weather Navy outfits, dude. Are you kidding me? Did you end up watching Greyhound? <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. Did you? Okay, okay. Of course. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't need to be in contention. I'll have, I'll have questions. But. Okay. <laughs> well, when we get to the canonical uh, conversation, we can have those. Okay, okay. Those conversations. Um, we can also maybe strike Birds of Prey. Mm, oh, dude. What's his face in that, though? Oh, true. Ewan? Yep. Ewan's got yeah, some style going on in that movie. 
Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I completely okay. forgot about him. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Car, do you want to give me your top three? <sighs> wow, this one is tough. I, I might agree. need to go later. I got a lot okay. to think about. I think Buffalo is a strong contender. I think. Ooh, Michael, you go. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually have any strong opinions here, other than that I think Tenet's got that good. Okay. Them sharp looks going on. Okay. And I kind of I thought the uh, some of the costumes in Mank were fun. Okay. Including like the the ending where everyone's dressed as like circus characters or whatever. Um, otherwise, I don't know. This Ewan McGregor velvet suit thing he's yeah. got going on looks <laughs> kind of sharp. Not gonna lie. And like GL. when he first wears that mask, it looks really stupid. But then by the time he's putting on the mask at the end of the movie, it's like, oh snap! <laughs> this guy means business. I was kind of into that. So I don't have strong opinions here, though. So Okay. I think that I'm thinking of ending things that's good at making, like, farm chic look yes. nice. Mm-hmm. In a way. It's got that small town hipster thing. Yeah. Or small yeah. town art student kind of thing. I'm into that. I'm into yeah. that. Yeah, but I think there, to me, are a couple that just are on here both because the costumes are very good, but to me, mostly because they nail exactly what they're going for. So that would be, I'm thinking of ending things, which nails exactly what we just described. I think normal people does a really good job at um, using clothes to show the arc, particularly one of the characters who starts out as extremely reserved in her like late high school years and just dresses like, I don't know, any other high schooler who has to wear a uniform uniform most of the time. And then in college, she um, like opens up and blossoms into her own person and starts wearing just like really cool, like I don't even know what the right word is for it. Like very eccentric um, coats with like um, intense collars and like really warm colors and like fun dangly earrings. Um, And they're beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I think just like they did a really good job at uh, using clothes to identify the arc of that character. Um, And then I would say I may destroy you does a really good job of uh, just choosing really cool clothes like the uh the main characters of the show are just like cool people living in london and they choose clothes that like every single outfit i was extremely jealous of and they looked awesome all the time um <laughs> so they like they did it they did what they were going for okay okay but i guess to back up i agree on buffaloed that should be that's one of my three okay um queen's gambit is one of my three and then probably Swallow. Uh, the I, I guess I'll just talk about these really quick. So Buffaloed, yeah. uh, kind of similar to I May Destroy You in that I just want to wear everything Zoe Deutsch wears in that movie. <laughs> she looks so cool all the time. Um, it's not. Queens, they're not cool <laughs> clothes, though. I think they kind of are. They're yeah. kind of like now cool Instagram clothes. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's. I really like it because it's like an extension of her backstory where all she has is her brother's hand-me-downs because they're poor. So she's just wearing like these baggy, like crazy outfits through the whole movie. And I was really into it. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. It it, it feels so weird to say, but like, I feel like that is what a lot of young 
Instagrammers are like posting is like okay. they went thrift shopping sure. and then they have these like older clothes that they're styling and they're all like thin and young so they are like oh I can make this look cool but most of the time it's just because they're beautiful sure. um but I think Buffalo does it right because the clothes actually I think look cool independent of everything else going on yes um Queen's Gambit, I mean, it's just like maybe uncontested the best uh, costuming of the year. Like if Queen's Gambit was eligible for the Oscar, it would absolutely win the Oscar sort of thing. Hmm. Um, Beautiful Hmm. pieces. No comment. Uh, Swallow (laughs) was good with that. The dresses. Yes. Yes, her everything the main character wears is absolutely gorgeous. And yeah. that's the point, right? Like she's dressed yeah. up like a little doll a for doll. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they nailed it. Yes. Swallow has that like hanging out at this house on the river, this like super expensive house energy to it. And just like staring out the window for like four hours. Yeah. While the- wearing cashmere and like a wool skirt. <laughs> right. Like full yeah. makeup. Yeah. Hair. D- Yep. Good. 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 Hmm. Tenet has suits. It's got dudes walking around in suits, but they're nice suits, dude. Backward they're, suits. They're nice suits. <laughs> Backward suits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert Pattinson so has weird. that nice vest um, going on for a little bit there. Mm, scarf action. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> they look like Christopher Nolan characters, but... Yeah. I think there is some weird tailoring going on. I don't know if I just don't understand that style of suit, but hmm. I thought some of them were cut strange, especially hmm. on Robbie Pat Pat. Hmm. Was that to enhance his character? If you read the uh, Tenet, uh, what do they call it? Like the Bible, the Tenet Bible, you'll see that Christopher Nolan wanted it done that way because it helps. When you watch the movie the fourth time, you see to really understand that he is her son from the future. Um, what? Wait, what? Nothing. Um, in First Cowboy's got those new boots and everybody's like, look at his new boots. Give me them boots. Is that why that's on this list? I really liked uh, uh, King Lou's uh, <laughs> costume, I guess. Mm. I don't Is know. that like the black Yeah, coat? the black suit with the bowler cap. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, but that's nice. That's my that's my stake here. <laughs> um other than that, I think it's a strong. Uh, <laughs> um, that wasn't even intended. Uh, that's that's. Otherwise, I thought it was just a strong, not the strongest, but a strong like period piece, get up kind of thing going on. But you guys it's are really milking here because this movie. I like King Lou's suit. Mm. Mm. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like you can't. I mean, you set this movie in this time period in the setting. Like people are going to look this way. I guess. Yeah, they're going to look kind of grungy. Yeah. But it didn't But there's a way to do that that looks cheap and fake and there's a way to do it that looks nice and I feel like they made it look nice. Shouldn't it look cheap because you can't afford clothes? Well, it's not like they're using rayon in factories. Okay, fine. Sure, whatever. (laughs) Um, What's our front runners here, you guys? I'm deferring to you folks on this one. Hmm. I like Buffalo a lot. I like Swallow and I like Tenet. I think if I had to pick three. <clears throat> you made a really convincing case for Buffalo. 
Napa and just doing a quick so Google good. search, I'm I'm liking what I see. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's kinda, I actually want to Google it again. It's just her though. Like nobody else is like, mm. oh, this is fun. Like it's just like they just look like people who live in Buffalo, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's mean or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like that's what they're going for. It's like, just like they're all wearing Bills jerseys or whatever. It's like fine, whatever. Oh, it is so good, though. Mm. And how they carry that, like, maroon color throughout the entire <laughs> mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really, she wear, like, really a... Good. She's got, like, a suit. Oh, oh all the time she's wearing oh, the okay. suits. Okay, she's yeah. got, like, her power suit on, though, when she's, like, going crazy. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's the one where, what, she's wearing, like, tights with, like, knee-high socks or something sure. when she's going to the secretary lady. Great stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I would say either that or QG. Okay. I'm trying really hard to put aside my feelings on Queen's Gambit and recognize that it had good clothing in it. And I think I can do that card. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even get to see... Hmm. like Because the whole thing is that as she's becoming um a chess champion, she gets a bunch of money and buys herself nice clothes. So like as the season goes on, she just rocks these impeccable looks all the time. Okay. Uh, well, in the two hours of Queen's Gambit I watched, I didn't think the clothing was that impressive, I guess. Yeah, I think it's for that exact reason. Like, she's in an orphanage for the first one, and the yeah. second one, her mom is buying her clothes she doesn't want. Bad haircut. Mm-hmm. Poor little Anya Taylor Joylet going on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I guess I'll defer to you, just as my clothes oh, deferred to us, but my heart is with Buffalo, I guess. I'll go buffaloed. Yes, yes, yes. Take that, Michael. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay, it's time for a serious category, you guys. What are we doing? There's like two on here, so. <sighs> I mean... Best scene scares me. That seems like an episode in itself. Um, yeah. Yep. Maybe best a lot happening there. Yeah. Or best or theme. I think theme could be good because that's a way okay. for us to start talking about some other movies too, but open okay. to other suggestions. Let's do theme. Okay. The okay. theme of 2020. Um I'll go through what we have here. If you guys have any more recommendations, feel free. Um but I'll go through the list. This theme delayed until summer 2021. <laughs> Blurry lines between art and life. Fighting about theaters. <laughs> hunting people for sport. Loss of sense of time slash weird time stuff. And parents aging. And this is just, I feel like there's a little bit of like, what does this mean last year? Not from us, but just like trying to, you know, translate this to a theoretical audience. This was just like, what was a big theme running through the movies and shows we watched this year that we can pick out and talk about you know mm-hmm. you're all on board um we can get rid of this theme delayed until summer 2021 <laughs> it was just a joke because everything got delayed <laughs> probably past summer 2021 yeah hmm. or Woo! not maybe they'll force it in there we don't know um, thanks christopher nolan i think there was Let's get rid of fighting mouth theaters too. I don't, they, those yeah. are basically the same thing. Um, what are we feeling? I mean, 
Hunting People for Sport was one I put on there pretty early in the year because it seemed like there were like 14 movies about that coming out. And I think there were like 14 movies like that <laughs> coming out, but I don't think that should be our winner. Yeah, I did the same thing I did last year with this category where I went through and like tried to identify the movies that fit each of these. Yeah. So Hunting for People for Sport, obviously The Hunt. Yep. Which is so crazy. So that came out in 2020. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Baccarat, which... Sure. I mean, yeah. And they're both literally movies about, like, the most dangerous game. Right. Um, there was one that I was too lazy to look up that yep. took place in Scotland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We right? talked about that. Yeah. It looked crazy. Yeah. Didn't watch that one, but same thing. Yep. Just people hunting people. Right. Um, And then my, like... Eh, like uh, this mm. is a reach was palm springs just yeah from palm the springs Simmons. yeah come on that counts yeah. sure okay okay um does the grudge count i mean the little ghost girls hunting people <laughs> for some sort of pleasure we don't know <laughs> the prom hmm no okay okay oh, so <laughs> for some reason what we're saying is in 2020 it was all about people hunting you down and killing you it is really strange. 2.0. Mm. What's strange? Like there can't be any good reason for that other than just coincidence, right? Well, I yeah. mean, one of those movies wasn't even supposed to come out this year. It was supposed to come out like a in 2019 or 2018 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Then it would just then, be buttoned up against what ready or not. Yeah. Oh, like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's like <laughs> We're in a bad space with that that concept for a movie. So uh, let's just hope in 2021 we can leave that behind. Hmm. I mean, I enjoy these movies, but we don't need, you know, four a year where all it is is like lady getting hunted and then she kills everybody. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Uh, is there like a... <laughs> so, okay, here's here's a a theme mm. i was curious mm. about like a, an attempt to sort of diagnose america circa sure donald trump like where that's sort of a theme and i'm thinking like um bo ratu i'm thinking sure. the two big two of the big documentaries this year uh feels good man and uh boys state um hillbilly elegies in there somewhere yeah i suppose and I'm, and I'm wondering whether or not there's anything else maybe that could fit in there maybe the hunt fits in there in some way it um, definitely does that, whether yeah. or not it was successful it definitely was yeah. trying to do that and then maybe from like a distance even something some of the more nostalgia play movies like uh trial of the chicago seven maybe kind of squeezes into that somehow too mm, yeah but i hear you I hear you, but I, that was, that was my thunk. Yeah. I just don't know. It's hard because this year has been so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I think they're going to be making movies about this year for the next 20 years, you know, like it's hard to, these movies like feels good. Man is obviously about right now. Yeah. But there's movies that just kind of fit into this like general political landscape and the sense of, impending doom we all have at this time you know like I, I it's a strong suggestion i just i feel like for that one specifically there's a lot of variance in how 
closely movies cue to it. You know, like you can list a bunch of movies that deal with that, but I'm not sure exactly how specific that all gets on a movie by movie basis. This is okay. It was I just wonder an idea. too. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I wonder Go too ahead. if it's like, um, maybe just more political awareness or like an understanding that filmmakers or writers or whatever are more engaged in what's going on and then they feel inspired to make a movie about something and sometimes they are off base or like don't know the right way to do it which isn't what i would argue with trial of chicago 7 um and then sometimes it totally works and it's not like directly tied to the trump era but because of the trump era and because of the world we're in it's on everyone's mind so people are making art out of that yeah. thought process i guess i'm with okay. you and it's also just weird for me in my brain where it's like this movie could have been made seven years ago and now it's coming out or something where it's hard to ascribe yeah. that quality to a movie when i don't know the circumstances under which it was made i mean i think there are at the same time, though, movies that are very clearly yes. going about that in some way. And I think Feels Good Man is an example of that. Uh, and I think Boys State especially is an example yep. of that. Um, Definitely. I, I haven't seen Borat 2, so I can't speak to it too much. But the every impression I get is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The most <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. So just yeah. my thought, just my thunks. No, I like that. I like that a lot. I really like Borat too. I might rewatch it. Oh, I had a fun time with it. It was a nice change of pace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, Whew. yeah, okay, we can laugh about some of these things. Good, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of loss of sense of time going on this year. Yes, and yeah. I guess the ones I came up with were. Correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, because I, I watched Color Out of Space forever ago, but does that happen in Color Out of Space? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Horse Girl, yeah. I'm thinking of Ending Things, Palm Springs, The Lodge were the ones I came up with. Bill and Ted 3? Bill and- <laughs> Antebellum? Um, did oh, Bill sure. and Ted 3 come out this year? Sure did. Sure did. Okay. <laughs> did you watch it? Yeah. It's not good. It's not I'll have good, questions man. later. I'll have questions Feels good, later. man. Um, Feels bad, man. His house, maybe? Uh, uh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like there's more, but yeah. It's a general vibe I got off a lot of movies this year. Um, oh, Tenet. We're so ten- stupid. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, we're not talking as far as like being able to do this with any scent of quality, right? Hey, 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 hey. Just the theme. Okay, okay. There's a movie called Time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. There's no loss of sense of time, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. I feel like Tenet and I'm thinking of ending things are the big standouts there. Whereas like that's so much of it. I and, and Palm Springs. Yeah, oh, I think true. Palm Springs yeah, is the one I'm um I think all three of those movies handle that in a fun way. 
or an interesting way at least or both or neither or something i just think they all it's not just like rote like they all take that concept and they each do something completely different with it and i can appreciate that from all three of those movies it's also just one of those things in a movie that like it triggers some or like activate some lizard part of my brain where yeah. like I'm in then like right. that's just fun. Exactly. I right. like it all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. there's yeah. I think for me, it's because there's always this contradiction whenever you have some sort of time travel going on where. They can explain it, but they'll never be able to explain it because time travel doesn't work. And I'm always interested in. And I think maybe Nolan is smarter than all of us because I think maybe he understands that and he's using mm. that as a tool. Uh, or not. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I like, okay. I liked his, I liked his idea for it this time around. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I feel like it kind of fell into this, this, this hole where time mechanics are hard no matter how you use them. Because the ex- right, because the thing with Tenet is it's not really a puzzle box in the way that known movies are puzzle boxes. It kind of explains everything to you. Yeah, it just does so poorly, or something, or it can. No, it, it just does so in a way where half of what people are saying is exposition. So. Right, right. And it's like, <laughs> what do they say? I can't hear you. And then the movie's over, and it's like, oh, I, okay, I'll watch this again in ten years and still not know what's going on. Uh, is the top still spinning? it is funny because this one they probably more than any of the other ones of his like this tell you they do tell you exactly what's going on but it's by far the most befuddling of all yeah yeah it's just like what because it's not the time thing makes sense you're either going forward or you're going back it's everything (laughs) else that everyone is doing where it's like why are you doing that Uh, yeah why are you stealing that painting and why are you putting sunscreen all over the boat (laughs) yeah what are you doing, lady? <laughs> Why is the fire cold? Or sometimes. Whatever? Only yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Why? Yeah, they wear a gas mask thing and they're good. Because <laughs> they have to breathe like reverse air or something. But your body is normally radiating heat. So when you go backwards, wouldn't it like absorb heat and you'd be cold <laughs> like the fire or something? Carlos <laughs> <laughs> died. Yeah. Um, uh, why so why does every why do if you're inverted you see people going backwards but like when you are going you're going forward <laughs> is this time to do our tenant popcorn discussion uh, let's figure out themes and we can okay. do the tenant because right, right, right. i want to do the tenant popcorn okay um i really like the disorienting uh i'm thinking of ending things loss of time or I like that it has this sense of place that is outside of like a concrete place mm-hmm. in a way. And I think there's something really relatable to that. Like when they're in the car and they're just in the middle, like they're not in a place anymore. They're just in snow and they're mm-hmm. just driving and it feels very like ungrounded and impressionistic in a way that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one above all else felt like if like the universe broke and time started to go wrong. Yeah, it feels like that's what it would feel like. Right. Very mundane, but creepy. Yeah. Tony Collette's old now. Right. 
But yeah. then she's young and she's in her waitress outfit or whatever. And I'm like, this is boring, but it's also pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. The dog's so. shaking his head in disagreement with you. Aw. He's shaking. And he keeps shaking and keeps shaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Is there like a is there a grand statement you think all these movies are making via loss of sense of time other than just that we've all been stuck in our houses for a year? No, I don't think so. Okay. I've been I've I was thinking pondering that this entire time and I don't I don't think so. Yeah. Like I think places like I think like Palm Spring or uh, or uh, uh I'm thinking of ending things are coming at that from a totally different place than like yeah. Tenet. Sure. Yeah. So I get you. Yeah, there's a lot of fun variations on the same thing, which is a nice one with this hmm. theme. This is more a trope I enjoy in movies, maybe, than the theme of the year for me. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if, like, if we watched this same amount of movies other years and thought yeah. about yeah, it, yeah, if yeah, we yeah, could yeah. come up with it every yeah, year. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Um Well, I feel like this is a sister theme, blurry lines between art and life. Yeah, mm. fun one. Tara, what's your list on this one? Okay, we got I May Destroy You, okay. Black Bear. I'm okay. thinking of, and oh, did I accidentally put I'm Thinking of Ending Things? That's not one. Oh, no, it, it is, is it is, it is. Yeah, it totally yeah, yeah, yeah. is, because yeah, it's yeah. the dude in the future or whatever. Right. Um, Let Them All Talk and Mank. Okay. Hmm, I feel like there's more, dude. Let me just yeah, there might thing. be. Mm, I mean, not. there's like ones that come or are about an artist creating yeah. like soul or something, but I don't think soul fits here. No, I don't either. This is really about like if the art that the person is creating starts to question reality or you're confused about where the art begins in life. Would you put a Whatever. horse girl in that category then? She's not creating anything, is she? She makes a sick crocheted pink like space equestrian <laughs> yeah, outfit dude that's true and the one guy makes a freestyle <laughs> <laughs> he sure does yeah uh, no i only course girl okay okay uh i i zoken oh, oh okay. okay yeah Azoken. let's put that on there mm-hmm. yeah in Ma a way that's Rainies? actually really fun. Ma Rainey's... Mm, Max Reload in the Nether <laughs> Masters? <laughs> Miss Americana? Well, hold up, hold up. Hold up. What? Ma- <laughs> Miss Americana. Uh, Max, uh, not... Wow, okay. Uh, Ma Rainey. I don't think it kind of blurs the lines between the two. I think it just has one be the other. Okay. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't, it's I wouldn't like, include Marini. It's the Miss Americana. Of, <laughs> I think Marini's is kind of coming at it from the opposite end where life is bleeding into the art they're making. Yeah. In a way. But but then I that just becomes the like any any sort of movie about artist in sure. a way. Yeah. Um but yeah. Which is maybe also true for Mank. Like you could I guess argue that, but Mank is like a text just feels so everything so deeply intertwined with each other, uh, both inside the context of the movie and outside the movie itself, that like it somehow feels like it belongs there. I think Mank is beast. Yeah, I think Mank fits because so much of it is basically how does 
how does Mank come up with Citizen Kane? Or like where yeah. does Citizen Kane come from? And it's it's Mank's life with these gross, rich Hollywood people from the thirties. So what a what a life. Put me there, man. Put me there. Oh yeah. So, you know, uh, <laughs> movies. Yeah, yeah. The Hitler guy. Uh, oh. This one's gonna sell out. It's not <laughs> I feel like that's the I've heard you bring that scene up multiple times and I love it because I totally forgot that scene's in there even. Yeah. Snappy. Whoa. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Michael. He's in the room. Um, I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm sure Karen. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you think that this theme has some sort of special importance this year or some sort of extra weight? I guess before that, I do want to hit I May Destroy You, which I think above all of the other ones on the list uh, does this perfectly, where the character over the course of the season is both grappling with the trauma and trying to write a book. um, And she starts trying to write the book before... Uh, she experiences the trauma and then um, goes through all of the phases of like being absolutely incapable to write. Uh, And then she thinks she's writing about her trauma. And as the season rolls out, um, she starts to experience reality in the different ways that she wants her life to be um in the book kind of if that makes any sense i don't want to get sure. into it too much to avoid getting spoilery um but it's like a beautiful examination of the creative process i think and also just like how that same process can be maybe the only way that someone can heal from something um and it's absolutely beautifully depicted. Like it, the last episode especially deals with this so much. And I've watched that episode a million times just because it's like pure genius, I think, in depicting exactly what we're talking about. Dang. Very cool. Okay. Huh. But back to your question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it does. Like, I, yeah. I have no idea. It's again, this might be something like the time one where if we really thought about it. We might be able to come up with this. It feels a little bit less likely uh, just because things yeah. like Black Bear, you don't see a movie like Black Bear every day. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so like my thought process in the in, in this is like, OK, maybe if we had asked this five years ago, Birdman would be on there or something. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's unique to this year. It just so happens there are movies this year that fit this. It's true. And same with the time stuff, but I also feel as though maybe the time stuff has a weird resonance this year because this whole, because of everything that has happened, time in 2020 has felt so... Bust. In, yeah. Like it, like, it doesn't feel... It felt different. Yeah. Like, it felt like, in ways... It felt like a year that where things sort of took a break and then at the same time exploded. So right. Yeah. Um, maybe it has a little more resonance this time around, but I mean, I think for me, it, that's my front runner in this category is the time stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think parents aging is maybe the most, this could be any year Yeah. theme. Um, 
but can I you think... explain that one to me? Are we talking like millennials grow up and have kids, so now they're taking kids to watch Sonic the Hedgehog? No, that, okay. that's not what I meant <laughs> with it anyway. Um, okay, I was talking like uh, Dick Johnson is dead, Relic. Um, I'm thinking of ending things again is like showing up in all of these themes. Mm-hmm. Um, the father was supposed to come out this year, and I think that was another one that we. That's a parent with, I think, Alzheimer's as well. So, okay. Um, but that got postponed. Okay. Um, but yeah, just like dealing with, not dealing with you yourself aging, dealing with somebody you know aging and oh, uh, becoming someone else maybe. The Five Bloods? Ooh. Oh, sure. That's a good one. Okay. 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 Uh, Trolls 2. Trolls um. 2, obviously. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne wants to teach uh, his, his daughter one last lesson. <laughs> um, I guess that's kind of it, but it was just, yeah. uh, it's a theme that I connect to, I guess. Because um, I think it's this like beautiful, uh, universal thing we all go through that like yeah. we're all getting older, so all our parents are getting older, and it's scary. And like with movies like Dick Johnson is Dead, like that's the most explicit I've ever seen anything be about that process. Yeah. Um, which is like extremely cool to me to start to talk about things that, yeah, we all experience so openly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I think time stuff is a stronger contender, I guess, for me. I have one her. late addition Ooh. to the themes that I also think maybe. Uh, poses a question about a bunch of these. Um, this just felt, felt like a weird one to write on the sheet, so I didn't write it on the sheet. Um, I'll transliterate, please. Yeah, so abortion, uh, which <laughs> it, like an incredible number of movies this year are about abortion. Yeah, um, so abortion. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a few like very, very explicitly, right? So St. Yes. Francis is explicitly about that. Um, never really, sometimes always, obviously, Portrait yes. of a Lady on Fire sort of unexpectedly mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. Um, a like very complete abortion plotline. And then there's a couple other things I found the list that I know you guys haven't seen. And I think maybe other people haven't. S- well, Tucker has seen I will go. Um, That I don't want to spoil. But I think like when I was looking at my own top 20 or so list, like all of these things are on it. Um, And I similar to what I just mentioned with Dick Johnson is dead, have never seen the topic approached in such like a blunt and um, what's the right word? Frank. Frank, but also like complete, like they, it's not a, like a really dinky subplot. It's not, um, just like the decision to get an abortion. It's like oftentimes showing the process or the aftermath, whatever. Um, and I think maybe part of that in the same way that we're talking about some of these other themes is because we didn't have, um, a ton of blockbusters or a ton of like what the normal huge Oscar movies would be. We end up watching movies by different types of filmmakers, um, smaller filmmakers, more women filmmakers or stories that were about women or basically anyone who doesn't normally get the light 
um, on them as much as it was this year. Um, Like, I don't think I would have seen all of these movies. Number one, if I hadn't been stuck inside all of the time. And number two, (laughs) if there were other movies I was watching. And that turned out great. Like, I love each of the movies um, in my top 20. And I think, yeah, because there were more women involved in the process of making them, we ended up seeing plot lines about uh yeah abortion which is like who knew that that could be a theme in a year of movies true did you list borat too <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> is is that something in borat too <laughs> kind of, kind of. <laughs> yeah. huh. okay yeah <laughs> i think that's a strong contender car because yeah that's so too that's not something i feel like we could ascribe to like any year besides this one yeah, oh, or like maybe we totally could and like we're just not watching those movies or like no one's yeah. talking about those movies enough for us to be able to watch them. Like St. Francis yeah. still didn't make a ton of waves, I don't think, but yeah. at least I knew about it this year, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I guess what I'm, what I want to, I, I think maybe if not this year, it would have been next year, the year after, the year after that, because as we see, as we have more quite frankly, more marginalized voices really kind of featured in the spotlight now in filmmaking and more women, especially. Um, I think we would have seen more, more like uh, never really sometimes always come out, but you hope so. Yeah, I would hope so too, but yeah. um, I don't, I don't know, know if necessarily that'd be unique to this year. I think that's, that's something we would have seen naturally regardless, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but yeah, I think maybe it's a combination of those two things, like more people having access to funds and opportunities to make movies and audiences being forced to watch other movies and those. And also just like, honestly, like things like Letterbox, where it's like the people who are seeking out these types of movies are serving them up to me. So I know about them. Yeah. And I think that goes for other people yeah. as well. You know. Thanks, Letterboxed. Thanks, Letterboxed. Thanks, Letterboxed. Um... Are we ready to decide on a winner? <clears throat> I don't have an answer. So okay. I We're not really either. Okay. I I think the abortion uh is uh let me rephrase this. <laughs> what would you how would you name this theme, I guess, or what would the theme be? Just like a more uh well realized representation of abortion in film this year yeah i mean you could generalize to like women's health care or something like sure. accurate portrayals of women's health care which okay. I, a lot of these i think also include that like um saint francis is beyond the like explicit abortion plot line is about yeah i i guess like the aftermath of the abortion affecting her health care but um Never really, so sometimes always, like, just the entire process around, like, having an unexpected pregnancy, especially as a teen in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, so maybe we could generalize it a little bit more, um, and that might work a little bit better. Did, we, did you mention no. Swallow also? Well, I, I didn't know if that was a spoiler. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's beep. a spoiler. Thanks. I said we would be talking about Thanks. spoilers. <laughs> Thanks. Um... Now, I guess my only other question, and I'm not, and this isn't me disagreeing or agreeing in any way, but I'm wondering whether or not, say, we were 10 years ago and Prometheus had come out, 
Mm. Would we still be able to make the same? Is this is this one of those cases where maybe we could start making the same argument then as well? Or then we'd have <laughs> to talk about Prometheus. I love Prometheus. Yeah, I know you do, Garth. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely like if if you want to well, talk because there like, it's like sci-fi metaphor, but yeah, yeah. Well, not really metaphor. Like it's what it is, but. Like I, I think, think it's like that like runs the other end of it. Like if this is about like truthful, accurate, compassionate mm-hmm. portrayals of something, Prometheus is like, how can we make a fun uh, sci-fi moment out of this? Not yeah. fun. Not fun, Car. <laughs> not fun. I'm not the fun police, like, yeah. but it's not fun. <laughs> I mean, I also think it's maybe... We don't need to. Uh, we don't need to to litigate Prometheus now, but I think it also <laughs> sure. was still kind of a big moment because I don't think. Guys. I, I guess yeah, this year it's <laughs> like I don't think we've really seen the topic of abortion broached as as bluntly as it was this year and as completely as it was this year. But it was still like at that time that was sort of I feel like novel in a way. Like here's 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 abortion, I guess, in the same way that that before like 30 years before the first alien was psychosexual and the the monster was impregnating people but i don't know it's true yeah i'm rambling right now that's okay i'm just trying to move us away from ever talking about prometheus again um <laughs> right, into right, microphones, right. So. charlize uh, murph um <laughs> <laughs> i i guess i'm having a hard time working out whether you guys are saying this is the winner or if it's because I feel like it's between this and time stuff, at least for me. Uh, yeah. And I guess I, I I appreciate what you guys are saying, but I don't know whether it's fighting for or against. I guess I just don't. I also am struggling just to see like a, a central unified theme this year, especially yeah. since everything was so sort of decentralized, like media in general yeah. so decentralized. And then going into this year, people had just so many different ways they experienced this like experience 2020 and it had so many different like to me loss of sense of time would be the answer personally just because that as like a a a theme of life in 2020 was a thing but exactly that's where i think that works i think like um it's so opposite of kind of everything i just said about uh, I guess the women's healthcare one, but like also that's where we saw some of the bigger movies of the year, right? Tenet, sure. Palm Springs, mm-hmm. like those were some of the more notable that like more people watched and that Connected to some extent to. does play into what a theme of 2020 is. Sure. Yeah. What yeah. if the, the, so what if instead, so what if we took like the, the woman's health thing and that and generalize that even further, maybe marginalized voices taking sort of a central stage in, in 2020. That's actually yeah. a really good idea. I don't know why Let's I didn't think of that. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, even broader <laughs> indie filmmakers getting attention is yeah. huge. And probably, honestly, because of the way that the years are shaking out, will also be uh, a 2021 theme because, like, all of the movies that are probably going to be nominated for Oscars um, will, or a lot of them, will be by indie filmmakers that aren't often highlighted. Yeah. And I mean, we shouldn't, I also, I don't want to say that and then totally minimalize the fact that, you know, with that, that abortion was brought forward 
this year in a way that it really hasn't been on film in the past. Like, I don't know. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think never really sometimes always was watershed and I don't want to yeah. discount that. Right. Yeah. But I also think like maybe the reason I'm paying attention to that one is because that's just a topic that I pay attention to more. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Whereas yeah. like if I had eyes for or I was more focused on um, another theme of marginalized voices, I might have brought that to the forefront. You know what I mean? So like I think it is fair and like I'm sure we could. No, I'm positive we could go through um, the list of movies that we've watched and identify um, a more expanded unified theme there. Sure. But I like is I like this. Uh yeah, I like it too. Voices. Viewpoints. I'm into that. Let's go with that, huh? Because that was really defining for me as far as movies this year. Like uh I feel like this is the first year I was like uh what would you call it? Like tallying or keeping record of what I watched. And it felt like my movie viewing was completely unlike any other year. In terms of yeah, I feel like I watched the most numbers, the most number of movies by filmmakers I'd never watched a movie of before. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's -hmm. something we can all get behind, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it's a melting pot, is cinema. You know, Mm. car. Mm. Okay. Um, Mm. What? Who? How many have we done today? One, two. I was trying to do like six. One, two, three, four. Can we do two more quick ones? I think we can do two more quick ones. We can do the letterbox pairing. Okay, let's do it. I also kind of wanted to do that. I also kind of wanted to do that. I hate my family award. Oh, can we do that one? I would love to hear you guys talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) The I hate my family award for worst family movie. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm ready. Daddy. Artemis Fowl, Doolittle, Mulan, <laughs> Onward, Over the Moon, Pets United, Scoob, Sonic the Hedgehog, Soul, SpongeBob, something, something, I don't know what the subtitle on that is, but the third SpongeBob movie, The Willoughbys, oh, right. The Witches, Trolls 2, and We Can Be Heroes. Michael, tell me about Doolittle. <laughs> I, I cut out. <laughs> I had to stop after like 15 minutes. There was yeah. some kind of weird joke about the gorilla farting on a chessboard or something. And I was like, all right, <laughs> tapping out and bye and bye. Um, okay. it, that was horrible. Uh, I think there's a few we need to immediately disqualify. And that would be uh, Onward over the moon soul and trolls too because i think they were actually to varying degrees okay or good sure uh i thought over the moon was pretty terrible really Uh, i didn't think so actually i think there were moments that were a little do that ping pong rap ping pong rap battle was come mm -hmm. on that was i had secondhand embarrassment there but uh no i also there was some stuff going on there with the with the father moving on to sure, another sure. uh and falling in love again and trying to cope with that that i think was was actually trying to get at something and i think it's especially kind of hard to to argue that in the same category that do little exists yes i'm with you 100 percent um 
Trolls 2, I also want to kind of put out there because I don't think it's great, but I somehow way better than the first one. Yes. Um, I think there was some interesting and it made for an, I think, effective metaphor for diversity. Yeah. In its own way. Yeah. And, I, and it was funnier. Yes. It was better written. I think it looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. And the cast was better because they had all the musician people coming yeah. in. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Trolls 2 is like a serviceable kids movie. It's not. Yeah. It's not bad. And especially coming out of Trolls 1, like yeah. miles better. Absolutely. Soul was a joke. I'll just delete Soul. I'm, it's gone. Okay. okay. <laughs> it doesn't okay. exist anymore. Uh, same with Onward. I, I actually think Onward's pretty all right. I actually, yeah, I enjoyed Onward way more than I thought I would. Yeah. I think the last half hour is pretty... Hits pretty hard, I would say. Yeah. The uh, we can talk about this later, but I think the final, like that, that final goodbye was one of the was was really really well done. I think so like, too. Very well done. Yeah. So that's not the worst family movie. Yeah, of the yeah, year. yeah, yeah. It looked um, like it maybe before it came out, but no, it's yeah. actually all right. Um, Doolittle's kind of awful, right? Yeah, Doolittle's uh, <laughs> like unwatchable. someone. Like, yeah, like, and it's not even like, I guess, yeah, unwatchable. The entire time I couldn't get over the fact that Robert Downey Jr.'s lines were dubbed over him. It's so distracting and crazy. <laughs> it's horrifying. Um, I'm glad that Mulan's on there because that's a, a yep. conversation piece in and of itself about how this totally waters down the original movie mm-hmm. and also has those mm-hmm. crazy, like, Filmed with the help of the Chinese secret police and uh, 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 situation. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, like, if we want to cut movies, I think Sonic the Hedgehog is fine. Kids yeah. Entertainment, I think we can cut that. Yep. Um, Somehow one of the more serviceable video game movies made. Well, also, I think having kind of that energy that a kid would get into with like a yeah. kid's movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. While still being able to kind of pander to the adults who still play Sonic the Hedgehog games in 2020 for whatever reason. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> that's a I think that's a strong argument for Mulan in this category is on top of it being terrible and you know the production being this like crime against humanity, it is also just like super boring and not at all built for like kids in yeah. any way. Like I think it's a terrible yep. kids movie. There are attempts, I think, at trying to capture some of the the, the comedy from the original, or yeah. at least trying to get that slapstick, childish humor in there, and none of them work. No, no, it it's doesn't work at all. But rehashed, gross. Yeah, um, and I think even what makes it even worse is that it's it's here as a remake of sorts of what was probably one of the better, yeah. you know, the better examples of a family movie from the the nineties. Yeah, um, one of my totally one eighties on some of le- some of the lessons you were supposed to take away from that movie, <laughs> <It sure does. laughs> um, and instead yeah. it turns into this horrible attempt at a at a wuxia film, right? Uh, just just so many things wrong with it. <laughs> it really is just an awful, awful movie. That's crazy to think it actually came out this year. It yeah. cost thirty dollars. <laughs> I feel really bad for anyone who paid for that. Yeah, dang. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to cut the Willoughby's because I th- it's not a great movie, but I think it 
it is fine and it has a style mm-hmm. to it and an energy that I think, and it's kind of subversive in a, in a very mildly subversive towards some tropes you would get in like kids movies. And I think that's cool. Okay. So I'm going to cut the word. How, how was uh we can be heroes? Absolutely awful, Michael. I think <laughs> okay. that might be my front runner on this list. Um, this is Robert Rodriguez of spy kids fame. Uh, and machete fame and machete fame the the two sides of the coin um making a sequel to shark boy and lava girl or a a pseudo sequel i guess they feature in we can be heroes but um it had it's got that style that rodriguez style but with none of the charm Mm. so it's just bad cg you know like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. i was gonna ask how spy kids I think I did ask that at one yeah. point how Spy Kids it was. Not enough. Because I think man. there's okay. Because I think there is a charm to that. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. I still think Spy Kids one is a lot of fun. I think the sequels are varying degrees of terrible, and I think this is yeah. right there with the like later Spy Kids sequels in terms of style. Okay, okay. Yeah. Were they falling for a really really long time? <laughs> in the volcano, but yeah. it's not a volcano. Um, uh, the the biggest problem is just that it is all chill, child actors, but um, like the younger child actors just do not act, you know, mm-hmm. like this. Little which girls, is, a, which is yeah. I think is a very Spy Kids problem, too, for what that's worth. Sure. But this is like steps beyond. This is like, yeah, this is like he shot his kids in their backyard or something and then like put CG around it, which is obviously <laughs> not what happened. But that's what it feels like. Right. When this movie. So happened. then. What what about Artemis Fowl? I remember that coming out and being sort of also horrifyingly bad, but I also didn't watch it because everyone said it was horrifyingly bad. I think maybe a lot of people have a lot of fondness for the book and we're mm. taking that out on the movie. I was uh, wondering about that as well. Yeah, because uh, I don't have that connection and I thought it was not good, but not terrible. Just like, Are we in a situation where we've ruined Judy Dench's career forever or no? Cause she's fine. And I like, it, it okay. doesn't okay. phase me at all, I guess. Um, I wouldn't put Artemis Fall with the front runners here, I guess. Okay. It's bad. So our front runner, what are our front runners? Cause I, what, what are you thinking Tucker? I think pets United wins, but we should take it out of contention just because it's this aberration. Uh, that what is it's a, Chinese like Secret Life of Pets ripoff where this dog saves this robo city from robots. Uh and it's got that pig that I keep mm. posting that looks mm-hmm. like the illumination pig design, but somehow worse. Uh right. Yes. Okay. Um gotcha. Nobody's gonna watch this movie though, so it doesn't pay to yeah. like say it's worse. So like just Pets United <laughs> is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Don't watch it. We can move on. <laughs> Surprised you watched it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what are your front runners then, Tucker? Hmm. We can be heroes. Mm-hmm. I think we can be heroes. Do little in the line, probably. Uh, I think Scoob okay. was fine. SpongeBob was bad, but fine. The Witches is like, if it's a horror movie for kids, knocking it out of the park, right? Okay. If it's not, don't let your kids watch The Witches because it's like okay. it scarred me. Okay, it seemed like it had a bit of that that Guillermo del Toro yes touch in a in a good way, 
or in the way that you would want. If you if you're really going to put Guillermo del Toro in something, let him do some of these things, kind of way. You know, I I'm with you in spirit. I don't think it works okay. out in the movie. Okay, I think okay. that could be awesome if he came on for like a like a cool kind of creepy kids movie. That could be awesome. That's not mm-hmm. what The Witches is. I think. Okay. Because I mean, it shows through even like the the stills that circulated and stuff. It had a bit of that like eerie, yeah, but fantastical body horror stuff mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Definitely, which felt like that was Del Toro doing it. Right. Yes, I think you're right, but it just doesn't. For whatever reason, it doesn't work. It's just kind of like it. It's so the CG is terrible, which doesn't mm. help at all, and it's mm. just so like. Um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Like vibrant. It's so garish in yeah. that stuff that it just, you know, and it's like Zemeckis. So it's like, it's like, yeah. is it real? Wait, is that a Zemeckis film? I'm pretty sure it's a Zemeckis. Yeah, yeah. it definitely uh, is. So yeah, there you go. Uh, how's Annie Hats? <laughs> She's, she, she, uh, she hams it up, man. So if you want to see <laughs> Anne Hathaway, just like earning <laughs> those accolades. Yeah. It's okay. like, wow. No, she was probably the best part of it just because she's so like having fun with this terrible role in this terrible kids movie that's coming exclusively to HBO Max. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All righty. Um, yeah. Do we think we have a... So I guess my top runners here are Doolittle and Mulan. Yeah. On, and I think I would probably lean towards Doolittle just because I think it's un, like it is unwatchable. It feels like yes. an unfinished movie that is also horrible in every other way except mulan feels so bad given the context but i feel like you would get more of the bad out of seeing do little than mulan if you didn't know that context going into mulan (laughs) or have like the background of the original 1996 mulan film which is a background i hope everyone has because that movie is a lot of fun yeah, yeah. I went back to it after after watching their the Mulan remake and it still yeah. holds up for the most part. Great soundtrack. Absolutely. Uh car thoughts? Mm. Smoke breaks over, car. You're back in the conversation. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Mulan makes sense for okay. all the reasons you guys said. It's not fun for anyone. So no. do little is um, fascinating. It's like Cats as a kids movie or something. Yeah, <laughs> but Cats was more enjoyable. No, totally. Yeah, but there's like this fascination I have with Doolittle because it's so Mulan is not interestingly bad. I know that's not this category, but like Mulan was just like boring the entire way through. Like mm-hmm. I just hated watching it. Where like Doolittle, I would like it was like peeking in on something. I was like, ew. And that I, holds appeal for me, I guess. There's, I guess I also want to throw two things out about Mulan. One, yeah. I think there was an interesting attempt at a feminist film in a way with the witch character, even yeah. though it falls flat on its face because the end result is that, is this, this, uh, this, this, uh, um, can't think of the exact word i want to say because the end result is her basically bowing to the emperor but uh um the other thing is there's this hint toward uh a a backstory for their uh their uh, northern invader whose name i don't remember it wasn't uh 
Shan Yu and how there's like maybe this is retribution for some sort of imperial expansion on the part of China in this time period, sure. but they don't go into that in any meaningful way at all. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes it worse for me that they tried to set up some nuance and completely, or that they <laughs> set up nuance and completely flubbed it. Right. Sure. And like, if I was a parent, which I'm not, uh, I wouldn't want my kids watching a movie where people kill each other for like two hours. True. At least in Doolittle, it's like they know <laughs> it's not true. real because it's like yeah, uncanny valley movie. But like Mulan yeah, but is it's, like, <laughs> but it's also unwatchable. Like it's not a finished movie. Right. Right. I Mulan is my choice. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. I think that's a very strong contender for a movie you don't want to show your kid unless you hate them. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I can back Mulan being the the, the <laughs> worst family movie award this year. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll see you next year, Michael. No, it's all good because it it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, no. especially with the everything around it, too. Michael, do not come out of this conversation thinking I like Doolittle. That was not my intention. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think you do because Doolittle. I, I feel like we're both in agreement that Doolittle is un, an unwatchable mess. That's not funny or fun or anything <laughs> that you want a kid's movie to be. It's adventurous. It's just, what is it? It's it just fart Rami jokes Malik. and it does have Rami Malek. Ooh, <laughs> and John Cena. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Do you like Rami Malek and John Cena making fart jokes? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so somehow Mulan wins this category. <laughs> what's isn't what's the egg thing? I heard there was an egg thing at the end of Doolittle. The dragon has a bagpipe up its butt so then he has to do like an enema but then when he pulls the bagpipe out there's like this like 45 second fart sound effect (laughs) i'm pretty sure like like, it's like wind blowing at him right like (laughs) do we want to (laughs) do we want to rethink our award here for a moment um no let's keep it with Mulan and move on okay good (laughs) should we do a best letterbox poster and then call it a night we can do worse. Or we next could time. do a, uh, ATJ if we want to keep the letterbox together to you guys. I kind of want to split the letterbox. That's kind of okay. what I'm feeling. All right? What are you guys feeling? Hey, it's not. It's, I'm not the captain of this ship. We can do whatever. <laughs> no, those are the producers that schmoozed us with dinner tonight. Ooh, that's right. Thanks, HBO. You're welcome. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> so what are we so for best letterbox then what are the what are the contenders okay. this is what we're doing best letterbox poster so this is very specific on purpose because some of these movies have different posters but we're doing the best letterbox poster the poster that is on letterbox for the movie when you type in the movie right mm-hmm. which is why i had to take wonder woman 84 off of this list because they had a really cool cover and then for some reason they changed it to gal gadot walking at the camera and like vhs glitchy effects in the background instead of the like weird <laughs> multi-colored thing it used to be for some reason <laughs> but our actual nominees for best letterbox poster are bad tales the five bloods is can michael whenever i would say that word you just say that word okay okay go azoken okay 
Emma. I'm thinking of ending things. Mank. New Mutants. Palm Springs. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Possessor. She Dies Tomorrow. The Human Voice. And Wolf Walkers. I like this list. Mm. What is Bad Tales? I don't know. I don't know who put it on here. I have this is the first I've heard of Bad Tales. Me too. So I'm <laughs> I'm questioning Bad Tales on this list. Hmm. Can somebody type Bad Tales into Letterboxd? Yeah, it's for me? cool looking. No, I, I did. It looks good. Yeah, so yeah I looking. did this. Uh oh. Uh oh. Bad <laughs> Tales. It's got like a storybook thing, and it's it's looks like bad a suburban tales. neighborhood, but things aren't what they seem. I put this on here. Okay, I think that's a cool poster. The end. Um, I really like the I'm Thinking of Ending Things poster. Yeah, me too. Where it's her covered in snow, right? And she's just sitting Mm -hmm. in the chair. That's like the perfect representation. Like, don't watch the movie. Just look at that poster. and Yeah, okay, that's cool. (laughs) I get it, I think. He was the janitor. Sure. Um, I think Mink deserves some love. I really yeah. like what they did with it. I think yeah, the really cool. weird, like blurry illustration, yes. great energy from it. <laughs> yes. I really love it. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's faces look all weird in a cool way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool poster. What's well, like? Also, your kind fires. of risky. Like, it's so not what movie posters look like, especially like movie posters for big movies. Yeah, it, it does a terrible job of selling that movie to right. an audience, but I like it. Michael, what are you feeling? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I just mean in general. Like, is there one you're feeling on this list or a couple? Not particularly. Okay. I think you've picked good ones. Uh, kind of nice seeing New Mutants get some kind of yeah good listing rather than <laughs> everything else. But <laughs> that's um, a cool poster for that movie. Terrible. Movie. I like. I really like Portrait of a Lady's on, Lady on Fire's uh, mm-hmm. poster. Um, I'm with you on I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, I really like how psychedelic to Five Bloods poster was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like Azokens, but I also think it's very busy and I wouldn't put it as number one. Yeah, <laughs> it would be cool on your wall or something. Like, it's a cool poster. Yeah, 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 but, um, yeah. I found Manx kind of actually offstandish for what that's worth. Sure. It's it, in it your face, little... Michael. Yeah. Deal it's with it. Blun. Yeah. Trent Reznor. <laughs> Trent Reznor. <laughs> David Fincher's here to make a statement. <laughs> um, I like Wolfwalkers, but I think yeah. part of that is an extension of me just liking the uh, art style that studio does. Right. Right. It's that, like, it's that art for you. It is that, if you yeah. Want it. yeah. Um, I think the Possessor poster is awesome. Yeah, the font is really, really good. Yeah. Oh, and just that image and that color yeah. choice and everything, that all works together very well, I think. That's one that yeah. works really well as a movie poster where it's like, okay, I want to see it because I want to know when that <laughs> right. image comes up, you know? Very intriguing. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't get the Palm Springs love, I guess. I don't. It just seems like a movie poster to me. I don't know. I think it does a good job with the colors and like giving you the style of Palm Springs, the place in Palm Springs, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't stand out to me when you guys were both like, oh, this is awesome. I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, 
Yeah. It's got like a classic Hollywood vibe to it in a way that yeah. I can like. Like yeah. Mank. Like Mank. Uh, J.K. Simmons is in the background uh, drinking something classy. <laughs> it's either, what does he have at the start? It's like Prosecco or something, and then he switches to whiskey. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. the whiskey. I think yeah. it's the whiskey. Um, hmm. I'd probably say I'm thinking of ending things for my favorite. That's a really good one. Yeah. It also feels very not movie posterish to me where it's like it's like art that would be associated with the movie, but it doesn't really feel like a movie poster to me. But maybe that's a good thing. It also might not be the movie poster, right? Like, is that? Yeah, I don't know how that all works. Yeah, hmm. I don't get how the letterboxed ones are. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're pulling it from somewhere, but I don't know how that's all yeah. determined. But I'm just verifying that that is still the same picture. And yes, it is. And that's a cool picture. Um, I guess for me, front runners would be Possessor. I'm thinking of ending things in Mank, probably. Yeah, I think mine are exactly the same. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Emma's cool. <laughs> Emma has a cool poster. I think. Yeah. I, I like. I love the contrast. Yeah. I guess it's got that like classic. It also has like that classic kind of like regal Victorian, but yeah. modernized in a way that would fit Instagram more. And, <laughs> oh, no. and the yellow against the bed against the I, I just like it a lot. It's um, also like ATJ was just born to be in that exact movie and sure. just put her on the cover. It's perfect. Yeah. Done. Yeah. OK. I if I had to make a power list off the top of my head, um would probably have I'm thinking of ending things somewhere in there and possessor yeah. somewhere in there and to five blood somewhere in there. Okay. But would probably be throwing portrait of a lady on fire on top. Ooh. <laughs> See that one. It does nothing for me. Like it's the Emma poster, but worse or something where it's like the same mm. idea, but it's just like muddier looking and not as intriguing. What? No, I love the, like it, it's like my favorite still from the movie too. Yeah. What that's worth. And I think that's why I like it as well. Is just like I love that image of her, and it's a great moment in the movie. And yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, I'm not saying it's bad because compared to Ammonite, which is on the worst letterbox poster, like <laughs> yeah. at least they didn't go that route with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a very uh, unique. What does the Ammonite one look like? It's oh, like the most generic. Faces. Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh. Welcome to 102 movie poster design. You're going to make a movie poster. It's like Nicholas Sparks, but artsy. <laughs> um, hmm. So okay. I guess my, that's that's my stake is 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 I actually really, really, really love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, <sighs> the poster and the movie, but the poster. And I can't. Uh, Azokin is out. We're not considering it's Azokin would be out for me just because it's so busy and oh, it's so cool. anime postery. But I do really it like it. Anime postery. I can't argue with you there. Um, I like the Five Bloods. Also, I like how it's got like a cartoonish thing going on. Yeah. Do it. Hmm. So how do we decide? I. Uh, you know, if you guys both love Portrait of a Lady on Fire, I'm not going to uh, put out your fire, but uh, it's not my it's not on my top three or anything, I guess I would say. Mm, I like it. 
like it a lot, but I don't think I like it as much as I'm thinking of any things are mank, for sure. It's probably like tied with Possessor or close to Possessor. Okay. Okay. Uh, in that case, I would probably be able to easily say I'm thinking of any things. I don't okay. really care for the mank poster. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, I get that. It's not... I don't know why I like it. I couldn't describe to you why I like the main poster. I just, it looks very unlike the movie for me. Yes. In a way that I'm thinking of ending things is the polar opposite of for me. Right. Right. So. Well put, Michael. I think it's really fun to have huge, huge movie stars in your movie and make their face kind of smudgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that too. I think that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that Gary Oldman? I don't know. Maybe they don't <laughs> yeah. want us to know if it's Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking of ending things. This is the best letterbox poster. <laughs> I think it might be. It's also like the most letterboxed letterbox poster. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to list our winners and then maybe we do a quick tenant run through. Okay, yeah, let's close this on Tenet. I want to close this on Tenet. Okay, so Mr. Bruce presents Best Animal, the I'm Thinking of Ending Things Dog, I Hate My Family Award for Worst Family Movie goes to Mulan, Best Clothing or Clothes goes to Buffaloed, Best Letterboxd Poster is I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and the least, oh, and I'm sorry, we had two more. Theme of 2020, Access to More Voices slash Viewpoints. And least bad streaming service is the Criterion Channel. I like how that turned out. We're do, we're doing good. Yeah. Did not expect. I'm thinking about anything to win any awards, and it won two. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be, be so the end proud. of it. That yeah. might be the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Oh, yeah. there's one I I might fight for, but sure. Ooh. There's there's a there's something I would at least like to give the uh, um, props to. So, I feel like that was like a stealth pun that I, I'll figure out like, an hour <laughs> like oh <laughs> Tenet what are the Tenet. rules of this Michael how do we how do we format this I I figure we just popcorn a plot point to each other we have okay. to somehow describe the plot of Tenet and holy cow <laughs> if this goes along I'm just gonna yeah, we can we can we walk away. cut this off where we want to cut this off. Uh, but basically, I can start us going Please. by saying, "Look, we are in Kiev of all places, okay. and and they're trying to steal a thing. I think, or there's okay. some bombs going someplace for some reason. But then the bullet goes backwards, and popcorn Tucker. <gasps> I'm am, so nervous, you guys. <laughs> am I allowed to? We can't comment on anybody else's popcorn, right? Like the, you were leaving me with supplies and then running away is how this is working, right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I don't remember what happens after that. <laughs> oh, he goes to he goes he gets on a boat and he goes to a, a wind turbine oh. in the middle of the ocean uh. and he does push-ups, popcorn Carly. <laughs> <laughs> I might be skipping a lot. Robert Pattinson remembers yes. that John David Washington likes Diet Coke. Popcorn. Popcorn who? Oh, Michael. Oh, oh nice. I don't remember the Diet Coke. <laughs> That's like 
like one of the only distinct scenes I have in my head. <laughs> okay, so somewhere in all of this, yes, uh, uh, the protagonist is his name. He oh is no longer CIA, and he's now a part of Tenet, I right. think. Right. And then they have to break into this arm dealer's place by by going backwards, bungee jumping, and Tucker. Right. And then he's got like the gun on the guy's head. And he's like, tell me where the painting is. Right. But then he's like, no, no, my wife, Popcorn Carly. Maybe John David Washington goes to dinner <laughs> with Elizabeth Debicki and guys show up. And then there's the coolest part of the movie when they find the kitchen popcorn, Michael. Um. There's also a conversation with Michael Caine with a nice right. dinner as well for some reason. And the painting comes up. Uh, yes. Popcorn Tucker. So basically what they have to do is she's got this fake painting and then she sold the fake painting. And he knew that it was a fake painting and she didn't know that it was a fake painting. But her job was maybe to know that it was a fake painting. So yes. he's like blackmailing her. With the fake painting, so they're gonna go steal the fa re fa re fake painting, real painting. <laughs> they're pa they're stealing a version of the painting from this vault where if the alarm triggers, then it floods it with gas that kills you, and then you're dead. Carly popcorn, Carly. <laughs> This is where I stop remembering what happens. So okay. I'm just going to further describe what you kind of left off with there. Okay. Um, they drive <laughs> the <good>. plane. <laughs> they drive the plane into the vault. And it's so cool. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then they have to like hold their breath so much. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> is that right? Uh, uh, Michael. I can uh, see it. in the middle of all of this there's like robert pattinson's in the past and uh he see no 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 yes yes he is robert pattinson in the past is there but they don't see robert pattinson in the past they see pro the protagonist in the past and then there's like a fight with the protagonist in the past who's like moving backwards while also moving forwards and and um Anyway, they don't get the painting, I don't believe. Mm. Popcorn Tucker. So, like, there's this plane flying through there, and then Bane is on this other plane, and Bane, like, parachutes stop, stop, into stop, the plane. Stop. And then they, like, take the wings off the plane, but then they, like, harness the plane so it's like a plane flying another plane. And then they have to steal his doctor, but they just want his blood or something so that they can put the blood in a different body to make it look like the doctor died. And then the FBI guy shows up on the plane, and he says, you're a big guy, and he says, for you. And then they crash the plane with no survivors. Popcorn Carly. <laughs> um, okay. They they get they get they <laughs> holy cow. So then there's like something goes so wrong and then they <laughs> Debicki gets caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has mm -hmm. to go, John David Washington has to go back for her. They throw money across a across a road. In the first part of a car chase. Popcorn. Mm -hmm. Michael. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, there's this car money? chase going. Money? Not money. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, so there's this car chase going on because they need to secure the thing in this box that I guess is supposed to be this part of this this mm. thing Codex. that lets people go back in time. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, and then like a car is going backwards and stuff. But also while this is going on, there's like a bad uh, attempt at a Fast and Furious heist going on <laughs> with like the the trucks encasing this other truck. Um, oh, I thought that was cool. <laughs> uh, so anyway uh everything goes south i guess uh she's captured i believe and is shot with the backwards bullet which poisons you with radiation which is why they say don't get shot with the backwards bullets Christ. and no one a tucker okay so now i'll just uh cut this part out and then reverse it and then just stick it right here and then it'll like play out backwards from this point on in the podcast and that should just about do it you guys um yeah as long as we fit in the sunscreen what's with the sunscreen popcorn he's Carly? got a debicki is um playing this role of loving wife so that he experiences the most joy he's ever experienced because that that's such Matters. a Nolan thing. That is like yeah. the most Nolan thing ever. Yeah. And Debicki is... Oh. Okay, this is really good. I'm glad I have this segment. Debicki is wearing okay. such a fun outfit. It's just like a bathing suit with like this floral, light, very crisp looking sort of cotton button down. Yeah. And she goes up to the boat and he's there and he is so gross. And she puts um sunscreen all over the duck of the boat and then also on his back so that when she kills him she can slide his little body off of the boat easier and then they so funny his body like it kind of like flops in the air down to the water and then she takes the body and she straps it to the back of the boat and you see a shot of this man's body just like trailing behind the boat popcorn michael so then while this is all going on, there's like a Call of Duty battle or something, <laughs> yeah. and uh, people are like moving backwards and forwards and shooting each other backwards and forward, and the building blows up, and then it fixes itself and blows up at a different point. Um, That's pretty cool. Somewhere in here, Robert Pattinson dies, but isn't dead, but is mm -hmm. dead, and it's like his big farewell because time mechanics happen. Uh, they save the day. I don't get – because the if they – they blew up a thing or something, then all of time would end because of this this Russian guy who's somehow involved. But also, if the Russian guy, like I don't get yeah. like the, like his name is Sator because they're basing this off of Sator squares. But also, if the Russian guy dies, and all of time ends, and they don't really explain die. why that is. But uh, anyway, so popcorn Tucker. Uh, Ten is a really cool movie, and you can check it out now. And um, it's probably the worst Christopher Nolan movie, maybe. No. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises is also terrible. Uh, mm. hmm. Yeah. Ten is not terrible. It's no. got too much style to be terrible, but it's a bad movie. No. It's maybe his stupidest. It's. No. It's so mushy. There's no, it's impossible. It's not a, first of all, Carly, <laughs> I didn't want to have this conversation right now, but there's no human element to that movie. There's no emotion. There's no love in that movie. It's cold, hard time moving backwards and forwards, and it sucks. Everyone it's exists cute just to, oh. how Robbie Patpat and John David Washington are buddies. They're and he knows that he buddies. likes the diet. He knows that he likes the diet coke, okay? That's because he's her son. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to say Tenet's a bad movie. There's no... It exists mm -hmm. just to have all these crazy 
plot things happen that are only sometimes cool. I think if I could have seen it in theaters and had uh, which Macaulay's, uh, you know, Wikipedia. No, <laughs> oh, I can't think of it. You know, uh, subtitles. I think I would have enjoyed it very, very much. It's not a foreign film. Did 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 Nolan pay you to say that? Yes. This and is a very HBO. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when, that's right. That... <laughs> when Tenet is in our 10 canonical movies of 2020, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance, people <laughs> at home. Um, but that's going to do it for our first day of awards. Thank you, Michael. Hmm. Okay. Thank you, Carly. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, thank you, Bruce. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Letterboxd, for letting us keep track of all these great films. <laughs> uh, hmm. We don't have any like awards music. Okay, I stop recording.